0: line a long time ago, galaxy far, far away. The clone armies of the Republic are spread out across the galaxy, fighting droid armies of the Separatist movement. And from the front lines of the battle comes Front Frontline, the Clone Wars podcast, with your host, Michael Cohen. And now, Michael Cohen. Hey everybody, welcome to the 30th episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. This is for the episode, Legacy of Terror. And I am your co-host, Matt, and joining me as always is the creator, Michael Cohen. What's going <laughs> on, Mike? The creator.
1: Uh, it's not too bad. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna pull back the curtain a little bit for everybody. I forgot to turn my phone off. So, uh, so you give them some news. Give them some news and I'll be right back. <laughs> I got you. I got the news right here.
0: Um, Anyway, as far as news goes, um, there's a story out of yodasnews.com. And the title is, When Are Darth Indy Coming to Blu-ray? Now, I pulled out just a section of the article, and I'll kind of just paraphrase some of it. Um, And apparently this is theexaminer.com talking to Steve Sandsweet, who is the head of the uh, fan relations at Lucasfilm. And they just basically asked him, what's what's going on with Star Wars and Blu-ray? And then his answer is maybe depending on whether or not video streaming steals Blu-ray's thunder. And he also says, um, in quotes, I mean, obviously we've been looking at that for a couple of years. Um, I think one one of the questions is, when is the market penetration there? And these days, will there be a market penetration before everything goes streaming? If a Blu-ray version of Star Wars does happen, uh, expect a complete set of Star Wars movies, a lot of extras, and deleted footage, and anything anyone could ever want. This is from Steve Sansweet. Now, I wanted to bring this up because this is the the issue I have with Blu-ray right now, and I'm going to get one. I mean, Blu-rays are, you know, sub-$100 now, pretty much. You know, you can find a couple. Um... But I'm a little afraid of what's going on with the streaming, and I think that Lucasfilm may be waiting, possibly for what's going to happen with with the streaming issue. Um, I don't know, Mike, what you think of that?
1: I uh, I think the whole thing's just a smokescreen because I'm pretty sure that this is all a load of hooey, a load of bantha pudu. To use the <laughs> Man, of, uh, of our friends, yeah, um, yeah, because like I understand what you're saying about streaming, because with like Netflix and all that sort of thing, but you don't right. like you don't own streaming video, and something's got to be a high depth video that you can right. own, because I mean like what did I go on and on about last week? I went on and on about the wicked box set that they did for season one of Clone Wars. Now, if right. they were only selling it streaming, I don't even know how that would work. Like, what you would pay to rent it, or you could pay to buy it and watch it as much. I'm as I'm sure people. buying. You it. You know, like, I don't, I don't ever want them to go 100% streaming. I like owning DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff like that. So, um, I think that this is like this is a very good excuse for them to hide behind. But the reason why I say that it's uh, that it's probably just like a a bold-faced lie. Is that I? I mean, I've got the season one Blu-ray of Clone Wars. It has footage of of Star Wars, like of the original trilogy, and okay. uh, it's high def. It looks high def. So, yeah. well, it means that you know, they've got the high def footage. All they have to do is print it to some Blu-rays. And I'm sorry with all of the crappy. Bo- like dvd box sets that they've put out in the last five years you can't tell me that that they wouldn't just release this just to release it like it's it's silly to me like i understand that you know they want to do a, a complete set with de- with extras and deleted footage and blah 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 so there's resources that go into that but in truth it, like it doesn't really matter like because if it were something else if it were any other franchise I would understand like the risk-reward scenario of putting all that time into a DVD box set or a Blu-ray box set, and are people going to buy it? It's Star Wars. You could put out oh, Star Wars toilet paper and people would buy it. I mean, that, that's the joke from Spaceballs, <laughs> yeah. right? Like They had right. Spaceballs the toilet paper in that movie, because Star Wars fans will buy anything. You put Star Wars on it, and they will buy it regardless of quality, substance, whatever, right? Like it, it really doesn't matter. You could put out, you put out a Star Wars, uh, I don't know what something electrical that people use on a regular basis, like a Star Wars razor, like like uh, like for shaving in the world, like electric razor, that yeah. actually electrocutes you, that is 100% faulty and causes you pain, but put like some little you know, R2-D2, you know, like, electric shock attachment thing on the back of the box, and people would buy it, going, yeah, I love it when my Razor electrocutes me, because it's just like R2-D2. Because <laughs> Star Wars fans, for the most part, like, as a whole, we're uh, we're pretty dumb and we'll buy just about anything. And I'm included in that. I mean, I spend way too much money on this crap.
0: Yeah, so but I, did you buy the Star Wars toaster, Darth Vader toaster? I... I I Speaking of that, I haven't. See, I mean, like you said, I guess we'll, we will buy anything. You got yeah. toast that'll come
1: out as a Darth Vader. So yeah,
0: I guess you're right. I so, mean,
1: yeah. they the what what uh, yeah. Think Geek made that joke about the Tauntaun, like the April Fools' thing about the Tauntaun sleeping bag. It's an yeah. actual product now. We talked Last it week, yeah. it's like a hundred bucks. Like you're telling me that we would not spend two hundred dollars on a six movie ultimate collector set like, Saga yeah. box set, they're oh, waiting yeah. for it. Like, if like we are just waiting for it. If they just said, like, it's coming out in two years, here's the pre-order, everyone would go out and get a pre-order tomorrow. So it's very stupid of Lucasfilm if they're waiting to see. I realize that they got burned on the whole... Uh, on the whole... Laserdisc thing. But right. that was over 20... Or like Well, I guess it was about 20 years ago now. And that was a different time. Technology wasn't, people weren't as as early to adopt it. And I guarantee you that there are people out there that are waiting to get a Blu-ray player until this happens. You know, it's funny that that you just said that. If Star Wars comes out on Blu-ray, or if Indiana Jones comes out on Blu-ray, that'll be a reason for me to go get one. Because people have high-def TVs, right? So, You know, that's funny
0: that you say it because that's the exact same thought I had when DVD first came out. I kept putting it off because I was waiting for the trilogy to come out. Yeah. And you mentioned the high-def footage. And when I went to the Star Wars in concert, when they showed the uh,
1: clips, it looked, you know, it was in high-def, so it looked unbelievable. Yeah, and, and like... I think it got some. The prequels are already in high-def because two and three were shot on high-def digital. So there isn't even anything that they need to do to that. It's just a mess. Uh... like, it's just a matter of them transferring it to, to a Blu-ray format. That's it. And I'm sure that episode one is all set for that as well. Like, the work has been done. The movies are good to go. It's this other stuff, the extras and the deleted footage and stuff. And they probably would have to do some some EPK, uh, behind-the-scenes type things and that sort of stuff. But, right. like, it's just... It, it, it seems silly to me that they're hesitant because... The world is just so different now from twenty years ago when when the laserdisc came out, you know?
0: Yeah, the only thing that that I mean it kinda of sounded kind of you know, wishy washy like they're just biding time, but yeah. That's the thing with with the with the Lucas film. I mean things take so long to come out and it's like, come on you know, yeah. they got the Blu ray for the the Clone Wars, but um, you know, there's that's, a lot of big that that's the thing,
1: out. That's the other thing that just kind of gets me. is like Clone Wars, the movie, came out on Blu-ray. Season 1 box set came out on Blu-ray. So, and with special stuff. Stuff that the regular editions don't have. Um, so, really, like, this, this just seems like a smokescreen to me. That they yeah. just don't want to talk about it yet. And that they were just putting something out there. To put something out there. So, what this does is it now gets lucasfilm off the hook and all they have to do is say well we made our statement and yeah. uh as soon as we've got a definitive it's like before a couple of years ago their their argument was like oh well we're gonna wait and see who comes out on top. who wins the war yeah, who yeah comes out in this format war if it's hd or blu-ray and uh and blu-ray won. so now they're going oh well you know what this streaming thing You know, it's a thing. And it's like, you know what? That's a total BS answer because streaming's not – like, how is that a competitor? I don't understand how that's a competitor. How, how, like, oh, we'd rather do it streaming than Blu-ray if that's an opportunity. And it's like, why? That's not something to own. That doesn't come – like, you can't get streaming content – in a wicked box set that, that looks awesome on your mantle, you know. Like, do you not yeah, remember when when episode when the or the original trilogy came out on on DVD for the first time and how much everybody loved that box? I still have the
0: box sitting up on my uh, now yeah. playing uh, right above my TV. So yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So that's like cool. it, it, it's just it doesn't. I especially coming from from Sand Suite, like the ultimate collector. I mean, he was probably biting his tongue to get this out because he probably knows for a fact, you know, of course there's a Blu-ray box set coming. Yeah. I don't, like, like, this This whole argument just does not hold water with me because of the fact that streaming is not something that you own. You know? Yeah,
0: the only way you can do anything was to have it just like the DVD, which is having all the extras features and the, yeah. and the quality of picture. Yeah. Um, but then you don't have the. It's like, here's here's here it is right here. It's like comic books and then the Marvel digital. Mm-hmm. It's like it's cool to have the digital, but you know I it's just there's just something about having the book, yeah. you know, having the collection. Yeah. And I don't I don't think they're ever going to go away from that. As so. impractical
1: as impractical as comic book collecting is, because honestly it is. I mean, <laughs> I buy these comic books and I buy two or three a week, like minimum. Minimum right. two comics a week and I uh, and I've got boxes I've got four long boxes like not 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 short box like for people who don't really know about comic books these are boxes specifically for comics and they're about uh, the ones that I've got I think they're about four and a half feet long and right. I've got four of them full
0: yeah
1: full well actually three three and three-quarters full I don't have that much room left in the last box um, and, and that's after selling a whole bunch of my comic books. Like I don't keep everything. So, you know, like it's the most impractical thing in the world. And you're saying like the digital stuff will just never overtake it. It's like, uh, the best example of that. And it's star Wars related is that the old Republic comic, the one that they released online on, right. on, on swtor.com the, the, the old republic website um, they're releasing it in a graphic novel format like yeah, collected so that just goes to show it, it's a free product like it's out there you can read the whole story online for free it costs nothing all you need is a computer and an internet connection and if you don't have that all you gotta do is go to the library and you can read this Star Wars story For free, 100%. But people will buy it. People will buy it. Like, that is guaranteed. And especially because it's Star Wars, because Star Wars fans will buy anything. I mean, I've said it before, and I will continue to say it. The comic books and the novels, as they are right now, are the perfect example of that. You know? Like, they just keep producing the same tired stuff and we just keep buying it because we're Star Wars fans and if it's got Star Wars printed on it we'll spend more. we'll take money, it you know? oh yeah so
0: yeah so we we're, we're calling you out Sansweet.
1: yeah yeah i call <laughs> i call 100% bantha Pudu on this one 100 <laughs> yeah yeah
0: well um with that i guess we'll get into some collecting news we got a lot of collecting news to get to um you want to start off with the first one yeah uh
1: now i got an email i got an email earlier this week from starwars.com about about these two items um those of you who do read comic books actually will probably be familiar with them already and these are the star wars village and the star wars stained glass uh collectible window i guess i don't know what what do they call it uh the first ever Star Wars Illuminating Stained Glass Panorama. Stained Glass
0: Panorama, it's yeah.
1: A, it's a mouthful. But uh, <laughs> these two items, they're sort of like just in time for the holidays sort of thing. The village is kind of like, uh, for those of you who've got uh, Christmas collections or your parents maybe collect Christmas stuff, and you've got your uh, your little Santa's village or your little winter scene you know, that you put out every year at Christmas... Um, this is the same idea only instead of it being Christmassy it's, it's Star Wars so the first one that's coming out is uh, is Tatooine, it's the most icely cantina and, uh, and it comes with a little who's it come with? It comes with a free Luke Skywalker figure Luke Skywalker. well it has Obi-Wan it and pictured, CTO, pictured it has Obi-Wan 3PO and R2 but according to the little write up all you get with it with oh, the Luke, set yeah. is, is Luke. So I'm guessing that you buy the little guys separate, like the little figures separately. Because um, the second one that they've got coming out that they just announced uh, with this email, actually, is the Hoth Rebel Base, which looks really cool. Like, the Mos Eisley Cantina, yeah. not that exciting. I mean, it's kind of cool because it's got that little – it's got the little pod from, uh, from 2001 that – Oh that's, yeah, yeah. That's parked outside, and you know, like it. Right. It's definitely like accurate. You know, it's not 100 accurate because they've sort of made it 360 degrees. Like each angle of it is a different is a different kind of building, sort of thing. Right. Like where they've kind of clumped it all together. Um, so, but it's not that exciting. It's a it's any hovel from Tatooine. You know, like we've all seen them yeah. <laughs> hundreds of times.
0: It's like a Star Wars nativity scene almost yeah, here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but this, this Hoth one is so cool because it's like it's got the shield doors the ion right. cannon and the shield generator kind of all into this ice this big like ice mountain um, right. and it looks like pictured it looks like there's a couple of uh, snow troopers or maybe a snow trooper and a, and a rebel trooper and uh, and there's someone on a tauntaun it's more than a Luke. but uh, yeah it looks it's Darth Vader yeah, well, the Vader it comes with. So, yeah, okay. I, it looks pretty cool. And this looks like it's going to be a pretty cool set. The drawback to this is that it says right here three installments of just 1998 per issue, which they're referring to each, each part of the set as an issue. I don't know why. Like, I don't know yeah. why they wouldn't say, like, per, I don't know. I guess that's yeah. why, because it's kind of confusing. Like, what, per house? because some of them yeah. houses, but, yeah. um, yeah, per issue. So it's kind of a subscription plan. Um, but 1998, uh, I'm just bringing up my calculator here. Nineteen ninety eight times three means that you're paying fifty nine ninety five per just for one. Yeah. Per little house, like little diorama thing. Um, and in my opinion that's totally not worth it like i might pay 40 bucks but 60 bucks That's yeah, expensive uh, that's yeah. that's like 40 bucks is a lot of money for something like this cuz they're just these miniature little little deals right now uh, it doesn't say i can't remember when we went over this before if they're hand painted or not but uh, 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 hand painted hand hand numbered it's uh, a fully sculpted 3d building is expertly handcrafted and hand painted to capture the details of memorable scenes from the star Wars films. So, uh, I mean, we can expect more of these to be coming out. Uh, it's it's going to be like a whole, just a whole thing, like a whole collection of them. Um, so, I mean, eventually we'll probably see an Ewok village and, you know, yeah. Uh, let's see what would we have from episode one. What would you, what would you, what would you think you'd have from episode one? Cause if they've already got episode most Isley, Probably like yeah. Nabu or something like Naboo, that, palace. Uh, yeah, it's like a little Nabu fighter sticking out of it or something.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, episode two, two, we would probably get either Kamino or Gian- Camino or Ginn. Camino. Yeah. I think Camino would be pretty cool. That'd be a good. One. Um, and episode three is easy. It would be. It'll be Mustafar. Mustafar. Like a hundred percent. It'll be Mustafar. Um, yeah. And then they'll probably just start like going back and like go back to A New Hope and do like the Death Star or something like that, or maybe the Masasi Temple on Yavin, and uh, oh, yeah. and then Empire you got to go back and do and do Bespin, right? So so they could do this forever, like they could keep doing this for the rest of time, and they will <laughs>
0: <laughs> never run out of. Huh? Yeah. Um, now, what about the second feature here? It's got the. Two uh, see two foot two feet wide it's the illuminated stained glass panorama which yeah. looks pretty cool
1: yeah um, the the graphic on this is actually really really cool and it's yeah. kind of it encompasses the whole original trilogy and uh, which means obviously they're gonna do another one of these uh, to trilogy. do the prequel trilogy but it's kind of it's got this really nice bluish purple tone to it and uh right. and it's just like it's it's got everybody, right? I mean, it's got Luke, Han, Leia, Obi-Wan, Yoda, Wicket, uh, the droids, Lando. It's got Boba everything. Fett. Yeah, Boba Fett, the Emperor, Jabba, Chewbacca. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you couldn't really even ask for much more.
0: And it lights up, too. Like this.
1: And then it lights up, which is just such a cool idea. And, uh, and uh, this is something that I'd be more inclined to pick up for myself, actually. Yeah, um, I know, it does. Yeah. But we figured this one out, and this one is five installments of just thirty-three ninety-nine. I love that wording; it's like five installments of just thirty-three ninety-nine. Yeah. It's like yeah, thirty-three ninety-nine doesn't seem like that much, but then you multiply it by five, and guess what? One hundred sixty-nine ninety-five
0: yep, is what
1: it comes to. So one hundred and seventy dollars you're paying for this. Um, now I
0: would be tempted on this. I would like to see a something a different picture maybe because it does look really cool here maybe see how it lights up yeah um and then the pictures on it it almost looks not like it's painted but um if it is painted it's got some really good detail because if you look at uh palpatine or sidious's face
1: yeah
0: um it's got the wrinkles and everything so it's um it's pretty detailed
1: yeah yeah It it looks like it's more or less like a photoshopped uh yeah sort of Uh, again, montage probably not the right word for it, but just like sort of, it's just got everybody all from different scenes and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it it would be cool to see this illuminated, like to see it sort of in action. Um, That's
0: what I meant. Yeah, in action. Yeah,
1: Yeah. but uh, a little video of it, you know, turned on or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like this is this this one's a limited edition sort of thing the other one i don't think was very limited it was sort of a larger they were hand numbered so that means that they're limited to a degree but this one's it says edition limited to just 95 firing days i don't know what that means because i don't know anything about making firing. stained glass windows but uh yeah. but i i would assume that that means that like they they only have the ability to produce so many so um as people order them they'll pro- they're probably sort of building them to order um, sort of in numbers to match how many people actually want one um, yeah so yeah oh look yeah, at this down good. in the fine print plus 17.99 shipping and service oh, man. and I bet that's just in the state Another $20 it's probably yeah. another 20 bucks on top of that to send it international I would almost guarantee uh, yeah. and even though you know we're, I'm on the same continent as you I guess, crossing the border costs another 20 bucks I guess <laughs> so yeah um, so those are pretty cool like they're kind of yeah for yeah. really hardcore Star Wars fans that you don't I mean unless they already know about them and are buying them themselves which is kind of the problem with us Star Wars fans yeah. um, these are kind of like the perfect Christmas gifts to pick up for someone because oh yeah I mean, not a lot of people are going to buy this for themselves, I don't think, to spend $170 on a stained glass window. But uh, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if somebody wants to get one for me, you know, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm open to that. You,
0: know? you so, know the email address. Yeah,
1: it's pretty wicked. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, so that's uh, that's the first bit of collecting news. What else do we have? Oh, here's, here's the, the next item. Uh, the iPhone Star Wars Trench Run game. Was yes. just released uh, today as we're recording this on Monday, and uh, I yeah, actually it... I got it a couple of days. Oh, ago. Did you get it a couple of days ago? I just got the got email it, uh... today saying that it was being. Really
0: oh, okay. Yeah, it's been out for a few days. Um...
1: Okay. Uh, well, I just I just picked it up today, downloaded it, and uh, I give it like five out of five. It's a little yeah, short. It, like, there's not a lot to it. It's fairly simple, but uh, for an iPhone game for five bucks, it's pretty awesome.
0: Oh yeah, I thought it was going to be about ten bucks. You know, I I mentioned this a couple podcasts ago, and I thought you know ten because that's a lot of times what they were for um, the THQ games. Yeah. But four ninety nine, and you get you know scenes right out of the movie, yeah. um, and it's pretty. It's not that easy too. I'm not the greatest gamer, <laughs> um, but and I'm not a big iPhone gamer. Yeah. But uh, you know, of course, it's Star Wars, and I played this thing. And this this is. It's good, good times time. right here. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's so. the
1: sort of thing that like you're not gonna get it and like sit down and you know have to intently figure out how to beat this game and you know you play yeah, through right. the mission mode and it takes like ten minutes to play through the mission mode and it's if you die then that means that there's something wrong with you because you can't <laughs> when you're flying in the trench you can't crash into the sides of the trench as far as I could tell uh, I didn't really like sort of push it to its limits and see if I like flipped my phone over or if I would crash but. Yeah, you will. Yeah? Okay. I didn't... I, I never... Well, crashed. the sides, I'm not sure. Like you said... Yeah, was... you can run into the objects that are sort of in the middle. But... Yeah. Yeah, so it's really just like you You start the game flying around, dogfighting with some TIE Fighters, and once you take out all the TIE Fighters, then you, you go into the trench. And once you're in the trench, you uh, you just have to kind of fly. and And at first, you just avoid obstacles in the trench and then towers start coming at you so then you have to take out the towers and then uh what's really cool is is that at one point the the view kind of switches and it goes behind your ship and this reticle comes up and it's darth vader targeting you and you have to stay out of his crosshair in order to uh to not get blown up and you have to do that for a while while taking out uh, the towers in the trench. Towers, yeah. And then, uh, and then, probably like, which is always the least inspired part of any Star Wars uh, arcade fighter type game, like the Rogue Squadron games and everything, is you at the end of the trench, you gotta, you gotta fire your proton torpedoes, right? And uh, and it's always just a matter of like waiting for the music, and when you just get to that dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> Done. 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 And it's just going <laughs> like that. You just fire, and it doesn't yeah. matter. Like you can't really. Yeah, I as long yeah. as you can see the the exhaust port and you fire, it'll go in. So, it's like the easiest part of the game is blowing up the Death Star, which I found. Have you finished the whole game? Yeah, I finished the whole thing. Oh, and wow. uh, yeah. and then they, it's got some other modes though. So once you've done that, which you kind of do that once, and you're kind of like, yeah, that was all right. But uh, it's got the arcade mode. Arcade mode, yeah. Where you can just dogfight. You dogfight for five levels, um, and you actually have to dogfight Darth Vader on, on the last level, which is pretty cool. Um, and then I haven't done the trench as uh, as the arcade thing, but I assume that it's fairly similar. That you just kind of it's pretty similar, yeah. Go down the trench, and it just gets more difficult as you progress. Right. Yeah. Sort of thing. So. So for five so, yeah. it's the sort of thing that you would sit and if you're waiting for the bus, you know. Oh yeah. Or, yeah. You, you know, you're you're waiting for you know. I, I often will sit and wait for my girlfriend to get off work at the mall because she works at the Toys R Us and uh, and I'll be sitting there waiting for her to uh, to finish her shift and you know a lot of the time I'll watch something on my phone like uh, right uh, Clone Wars or something like that. But now I can just play Star Wars. I mean, just as a trench run game, yeah. So uh, the fact that maybe it's just the fact that they haven't put out a Rogue Squadron game in so long that I'm just like...
0: You were fiending for something. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I I downloaded it and then I downloaded it and then I read the reviews, which is never a good practice. People like, don't do it. (laughs) Just read the review first and then download something. But I just, I was so excited about it that I just downloaded it. I was like, five bucks, no problem i'm gonna get it and i downloaded it and then i read the reviews and it was like there was one four star review and uh the rest of them were all one star and i was kind of like oh i may have made a mistake and everybody's like this is super (laughs) short This is totally not worth five bucks and then i started playing it and i was like you people are all ridiculous like you're so negative it's five bucks it's it's like a meal at at mcdonald's You know, like it's a, it's a big Mac and fries, you know, like who cares? It's five bucks. You can get another five bucks tomorrow, you know, like (laughs) equate, equate that to your, to your wage. I don't know. I don't know what wages are like in the States, but here it's like, it's like 8.50 an hour is minimum wage. So
0: it's about the same here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like, is this game worth an hour's worth of your work? maybe not but that's why it's only 5 bucks and not 8 bucks it's not 8 right? cuz it's kind of it's <laughs> almost there for me but like, you know you're yeah you work like another hour and get your 5 bucks back it's not really that big of a deal
0: yeah i think for 4.99 yeah.
1: hey not, not
0: good game yeah you can't really complain too much yeah um okay now we're into the MimoBot series 5 vote yeah. for the next MimoBot Star Wars character go ahead mike
1: so I uh, found this one. Yeah, so they Bot, I don't know if people are not familiar with it. They're the um, USB drives. You can see them on starwarsshop.com. Um and they're USB drives of Star Wars characters. And uh, the cooler ones are ones like Darth Vader and Boba Fett and Han yes. and Jango cuz all the characters who have helmets you if you when you pull the cap off To reveal the uh, the USB plug, Um, if it's a helmeted character, you pull it off and it'll show their face underneath. Thanks. With characters like Luke Skywalker or Han Solo or whatever, you're just kind of like pulling off the top of their head. Half their head. But (laughs) uh, I mean, they do have the the X-wing fighter pilot who has a helmet that comes off. But um, the ones that they've got here are Tusken Raider, Tie Fighter pilot, Obi Wan Kenobi, and Greedo. Um, and the Obi-Wan is, is old Obi-Wan, like Ben Kenobi. Um, right. Original trilogy yeah, Obi-Wan. Yeah, O.T. Obi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and they're, they're pretty cool. Like, these ones are, it's a pretty cool selection to choose from. So what they're saying is you go on the website and you cast your vote to determine who the next one is. Um, that doesn't mean that, you know, you're never going to see these other ones. I guarantee if, yeah. if, you know, TIE Fighter Pilot wins out. Um, that Obi Wan Kenobi will get released in the next wave, or that they'll do another vote thing or something like that. Right. Uh, I I put my vote in for Obi Wan Kenobi, of course. Uh, right. Not that I would even ever buy one of these, but I got to exercise my freedom right. uh, to vote. So. <laughs> and he's
0: actually tied right now as yeah. as of this posting. Yeah, yeah. As
1: top. when I when I voted, it was it was tied, 34.9%. Uh, to TIE Fighter Pilot and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Tusken Raider is following after that with 15.5, and then Greedo is pretty close behind with 14.7. So, uh, you know, pretty good showing for everybody, but clearly Obi-Wan and the TIE Fighter Pilot are the cooler of the two. But you know what, in my opinion, I think Greedo actually kind of came out the best and looked the most interesting and unique, but... um, but the, the really cool thing is just by casting your vote, you put in your email in order to do that so that they can verify, you know, so that you can't just keep voting for the same one over and over. Um, so you put in your email, and uh, when you vote, you'll receive a 20% discount on the winning design and get first dibs Great. on the full Star Wars Memo Bot ba- Series 5, which comes out uh, this coming March. So uh, to get the 20% off, that's pretty wicked.
0: Uh, yeah, that's that's a pretty good chunk right there. Yeah,
1: so if, if it ends up being Obi-Wan and I get 20% off, I might just have to order it because, you know, it's a good yeah. deal. So, uh,
0: and these are a little more expensive than you would get a normal.
1: Yeah, they cost a little yeah. bit more because it's like Mimobot does a few other lines as well as Star Wars. They also do uh, Hello Kitty ones and they do uh, Tokidoki, just kind of like that urban vinyl designer toy. Right. Uh, line um they do some other stuff as well i think they might even do like a Battlestar galactica or something like that so oh, yeah. so they do a lot of these different license things and it's just i mean we've all got usb drives now i'm pretty sure that that just about everybody you know on carries
0: one around yeah, yeah everybody
1: under 40 pretty much has a usb drive uh, at yeah. least 95 percent of people right so uh
0: do you know what size these are?
1: Uh, I don't know. It doesn't say how many. Games okay. Will be. I think that you can, you can select from different sizes. Different sizes. Yeah. Okay. But uh, but this is just that way for your USB drive to be, you know, a little bit cooler than everybody else. Oh yeah. So. Definitely. So if you're a computer nerd like some of us, uh,
0: check out MimoBox. M- yeah, it's
1: a cool, it's a cool thing to to just sort of spice up your otherwise boring. I mean, my USB drive is just a black stick <laughs> yeah yeah you know? so so yeah there we go uh so that's, there it is that's our collecting news and i guess with that we're going to get into the recap for legacy of terror
0: legacy of terror um you want me to start off sure Alrighty then here we go we're going to start off um at a Republic staging area, wounded clones are being loaded into evacuation gunships. One such gunship ferries exhausted Padawans Ahsoka Tano and Barris Ophi away for a much needed recuperation after their ordeal of destroying the primary droid factory. The next stage of the operation is up to Jedi Masters Luminara Unduli and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Overlook, You know, oh, uh, you want to go ahead. Uh, real quick, real quick. Um, basically... It looks like it's about a tag team here. Yeah. soak and Barris are going to take a day off or whatever they're going to do, go rest up. Yeah. And and, uh, Luminar is going to stay behind, and here comes Uh, Obi-Wan.
1: Back from the first episode of this story arc. Right.
0: Basically doing a cleanup here of a cleanup campaign, basically, and uh, their primary mission now is to find Poggle, so... Um, Go ahead, Mike, I interrupted you there.
1: Yeah, uh, overlooking the camp, Kenobi reports that no sign of Poggle the Lesser has been found, but clone scouts are spread throughout the desert searching for clues. Showing an impetuous streak, Unduli decides to seek out Poggle on her own. The Geonosian warlord has too much information about the Separatists to escape. She climbs aboard a bark speeder and zips off into the wastes. Uh, So this is is pretty cool, because it shows that They've kind of learned from their mistake the first time around because Poggle, Poggle escapes the first time that they try and uh, capture Geonosis at the beginning of the Clone Wars. And right. uh, if actually if you want to find out more about that, uh, play the 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 Republic Commandos video game because in that, your the Commandos' first mission is on Geonosis and it's to take out. Poggle the Lesser and Sunfak. Sunfak was the general of the um, of the Genosian army at the time, and uh, right. and and yeah, I won't give any spoilers for that. But if you want to find out what happens <laughs> yeah. on Geonosis, that's uh, that's the story that you can go to to uh, to find that out. Um, yeah. So it's cool that like they're they're really focused on on getting Poggle, so that um, at one point, I think Lunar says we don't want to have to capture this planet again. Because yeah. they did once already. I mean, like, they won the first engagement of the Clone Wars uh, on Geonosis, and they took it from the Geonosians and the Separatists. But uh, but the Geonosians managed to sort of start a resistance, and that's because Poggle, their leader, um, sort of built them back up. So. Right, right. <laughs> so you can see, like, Gundoli is very determined, to not let that happen again not let it happen again yeah, yeah. she's gonna go out and find
0: him herself you yeah. know hey I'm gonna take a bark speeder and I'll take one clone and that's all she needs is do this yeah um you know what was good about this I wanna I wanted to mention this last week and I forgot to um and this is more on the lines of the uh the animation um when she's talking to Obi-Wan um if you notice that her her headdress what do you want to call that headpiece she has on yeah um just the slightest movement of her head that headdress will kind of drift and move yeah you know and then as she puts her hand on the bark speeder um you can see the the pressure of it the bark speeder will will move and i saw that and i rewound it a couple of times because i thought that was kind of interesting how detailed they're getting with with the animation yeah and we already know that the animation is is top notch especially as the episodes go on and on yeah um but that was one thing that kind of stood out to me. I kind of saw that I go, wow, you know. Well, that's pretty amazing. this
1: episode is about, I think, the fifth or maybe sixth time that we've had Luminara in an episode featured. Like, uh, right. actually with a, you know, with speaking lines and stuff. And that's not to mention the the other times that she's even just been in the, um, you know, in sort of the, the montage at the beginning. Because uh, right. she's been in a few of those as well. So she's becoming very quickly one of the, the more key Jedi. I mean, it's. Right. It, we've got like Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka who are in most of the episodes. But, uh, but I would think, I, I'd have to take a look, but I would think that, that Luminara is the next one after, after the three of them, after those three key characters. For a number of important appearances in in the series, um, yeah. even even more so than than like Yoda and Mace Windu, because Yoda really I mean the beginning of the season of the first season did a couple of things, uh, but towards the end of the season, anytime he was there, we also saw Luminara and Dolly, so right. um, sh- like they've obviously figured out how to animate her and and uh what things to focus on like her and perfected uh sort of the technical aspects of her of her animation like the like you were talking about like her headdress and that sort of thing so uh, yeah. as we see these characters more and more i think they get better and better at animating life lifelike, yeah yeah because yeah. the more we see ahsoka the more defined her lightsaber style seems to become at first it was very staccato like it was very very rigid um and now i mean like with last week's episode at one point she kind of does like a forward handspring while using her lightsaber or not even a forward handspring it's just sort of like like a forward cartwheel but it's it's really slow and deliberate and as she does it she's taking out battle droids or geonosians or something like that and i was it really stood out to me as just like them really stepping outside of the very general lightsaber style. Uh, yeah. Style. Styles of just like sort of standing there and blocking blaster bolts or right. running up and doing a couple of moves or whatever. I have to take a look at who directed it. Cause, um, in the, in the season one box set, uh, for the episode, uh, defenders of peace, the guy who directed that one, every like a bunch of people commented that he was very he was very keen on making sure that each character had their sort of signature move for that episode. Oh, okay. Like they had a yeah. very cool move. And I don't know, maybe that's just his influence going through or maybe he directed both episodes. Because in that episode, if you remember, you get that really cool. Uh, moment with anakin where he runs up into the midst of all of the battle droids and sort of does his sweeping right arc and then jumps up and right. and takes out the tank and right. uh, and it's a really cool moment for anakin and everybody else sort of has one of them as well because uh, aila does something and so does ahsoka so um either that's just sort of like infected the rest of the of the Directing crew, creators, yeah. yeah, like they're they're all going like, yeah, that's cool. Like they should each have one signature move per episode, um, yeah. just to sort of show that these guys are each different and they all have different styles, which is something that's important in the movies, right? Oh yeah, uh, maybe yeah. not in the original trilogy, but in the in the prequel trilogy, prequel trilogy, sure. So, so yeah, it shows it just goes to show that yeah. they are improving this animation with every single episode that they do.
0: Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, deep in the desert, a lone, battered AAT assault tank loaded with three Worst-For-Wear battle droids carries Poggle the Lesser and two Royal Guards. The tank tows several crates of munitions. A bump in their path causes a box to fall behind, but Poggle orders to keep pressing forward.
1: Aboard a Jedi transport resting at a Geonosian landing zone, ki Mundi has recovered from his injuries and consults a number of strategic charts and maps. He is joined by Obi-Wan Kenobi, who is happy to see the Serene Jedi Master up and about. Pouring over the remotely gathered data, they continue their search for Pog of the Lesser.
0: Now on the, uh,
1: the th- th- just what I read, the, uh,
0: the tank, that, that one munition box fell yeah. off. I'm trying to figure out what the purpose of seeing that was. Are, are we going to see this box again? or
1: is that just
0: no I think um,
1: that it was just what was that to show that they were kind of they were sloppy and that they were leaving a trail for the jedi to follow because because um, okay. they they find it don't they don't well oh, yeah luminara, yeah luminara they find it, yeah, they know that they're heading in the right direction so right, if that right. box hadn't fallen I don't think they would have known that they were heading in the right direction that because they, they were just following tank tracks um, cause even though they're hover tanks, they do leave a trail because they kick up dust as they move and that sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, they I think it was just sort of to show that Poggle is in such a distressed state that he's just trying to go as fast as possible and okay. and it doesn't matter how fast he is because if he's gonna just lead them right to where he's going. But yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Because someone theorized uh, somewhere on the internet that um, that box is going to end up on the ship, and that's where the the worms get um, cut loose in the next episode. But I don't know. Oh, maybe. You know, that's just something you know certain, I got you know. the feeling,
1: and I'll, I'll, I was kind of going to mention this towards the end of the episode.
0: We can wait, though. All right, I'll,
1: um, I'll, we'll talk about it at the end of the episode. Okay.
0: okay. Mark that down. Don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll continue here. Luminara Unduli reports from the Western Deserts she and clone trooper buzz have spotted the wayward munitions container in the middle of nowhere buzz estimates estimates that whoever dropped the case was headed straight for the Progate temple a site of heavy bombardment during the initial republic siege
1: i just like i just wanted to comment that i like how this one clone trooper's name buzz Buzz, see yeah. it's kind of like buzz Lightyear. <laughs> it would be cool yeah. if he was if he had like wings that pop yeah. out, you know like a jetpack and wings that popped out and it's like a, and and, his yeah. wrist communicator and a laser on his wrist or something, <laughs> but maybe that's. Yeah. Just, I'm I'm a hardcore Buzz Lightyear fan. I really yeah. liked. Story. Yeah. I really liked him in Toy Story, and then I really liked that he had his own series for a little while, like a, yeah. an a, a traditionally animated series. He um, was voiced by, uh, by the guy who who's plays Putty on Seinfeld. The mechanic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Patrick. Yeah, War- Patrick Warburton. Yeah, Warburg. yeah. <laughs> a perfect Buzz Lightyear anyways oh yeah i uh, the jedi puzzle over why poggle would head to such a ravaged area but luminara wastes little time on speculation anakin skywalker who has joined the jedi on the transport bridge warns luminara of an incoming sandstorm unduly is not frightened off by inclement weather rather she is motivated to catch poggle all the more
0: yeah um here's anakin um you know, this is after the sandstorm, or the, during the sandstorm. Actually, Filoni talked about the sandstorm being a plot point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it did does turn out to, to be that. Um, and, of course, Anakin wants to go out and, hey, let's go find her. Um, but here it is with, with a lot of Jedi Knights and, and Masters. They're going to do what they want to do. Yeah. And and you'll see that later as, uh, I think, ki basically says, hey, you know, let her do what she's got to do, and then we're gonna catch up to her. Not in so many words, but it's yeah. something to that effect. I, I, so. You know, I
1: think that, that 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 is one just like sort of a, a plot device that the Jedi just seem to kind of go off and do their own thing, so that they can get themselves into tricky situations. But a little bit more in universe explanation would probably be that that um, a lot of the time they're they're kind of following the will of the Force and 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 just sort of that it's like it's like a in a cop show when the when the cops like oh you know it's just a hunch just following my gut sort of thing but with the jedi that means a little bit more because when they're following their gut it's a little bit more than just a feeling it's it's often like communication with the force that's leading them towards that conclusion so i think that that's why we see that the the Jedi sort of heading down this, like on these dangerous paths all the time, and very quick to, to rush off into dangerous situations because yeah, that's just by the nature of of their philosophy and their lifestyle. That's just how they're gonna act when they get that's that feeling. They're it. gonna act on it,
0: right? That's and yeah, it's not much is gonna stop them either. You know, even though the Jedi masters telling
1: them, hey, I <coughs> might want to hold off there. You know, I might yeah. want to wait for us. Yeah. No, I'll deal with it so. um, another cool thing to mention about this scene here is uh, is I'm pretty sure about 90% sure this transport bridge is the same set as the um, the communications center on on uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the planet but in um, in trespass that we also saw as the uh, the, the main building in uh in the episode uh hidden enemy so they take these sets. yeah it's like well it's on the it's on the the season one box set they kind of talk about it that they repurpose these settings a lot of the time because the republic stuff like it's all it's all going to be similar right it's all going to look more or less the same they're building stuff from the same plans and these are all kind of prefabricated buildings that they kind of just drop the pieces on a planet and assemble it really quickly so yeah. that's kind of their explanation for using the same yeah. set but just making it different outside the windows
0: <laughs> yeah um, really, but everything yeah. in
1: trespass everything was frozen and it was kind of frosted Snow. over and that sort of thing and now uh, we got a sandstorm yeah and now we've got it where it's kind of got this dirty look with the sandstorm so although we've seen this set now this is the third time i think maybe even the fourth um, it's kind of different every time. So
0: yeah, I didn't even notice. So I, yeah. until you pointed it out, yeah. Okay. Um, the choking cloud of dust has already consumed Poggle's escape tank. One of the hapless battle droids disappears in the sands. Poggle, nonetheless, continues to press on. Luminara and Buzz can't spot Poggle in the storm, but they keep their bearing toward the Progate Temple.
1: Back at the Jedi transport, Kenobi, Ki-Adi-Mundi, and Skywalker are stranded by the harsh winds and try not to worry too much about their sandbound compatriot. Luminara has found the temple, and she and Buzz dismount their speeders and take refuge from the winds inside the temple ruins, marked by creepy icons. Luminara contacts the Jedi transport with an update. Kenobi advises her not to proceed further until the storm lets up and the Jedi can provide backup. Buzz spots, but Buzz spots an entrance to an underground cavern.
0: Luminara reports that Poggle has gone into the catacombs. Her hologram is suddenly cut short as Buzz screams at something, and she ignites her lightsaber. The Jedi and the transport are left to fear the worst. Skywalker is determined to go get her, but he must wait for the storm to lift. The gunships will not handle the whirling dust. are you sure he went into the temple yes we saw him enter but i think he's gone down into the catacombs below those catacombs go on for miles i fear we may have
1: lost him get yourself out of there master undoing master we've lost the connection where are you going take a guess we'll never get to her in this storm the gunships can't handle it we can't wait i'm
0: sorry skywalker we have no choice we must be patient and trust in Master Unduli. We'll leave as soon as the storm lifts. So, like I said a few minutes ago, you know, here's um mundi saying, hey, we just got to trust her. She can handle herself. Yeah. And, you know, they're not going to go out and risk anything. And it kind of reminded me of uh, the Haas scene with, uh, you know, Leia and Chewie. Yeah. Waiting, and they, now we can't go out in the storm. You know the, the ships aren't going to handle the storm, um, so I don't know if that was a callback to that or just coincidence. Yeah, but it kind of reminded me of that. But uh, yeah, that was basically the first act, um, and now we're starting to get into the creepiness of this episode.
1: Yeah, this has all sort of been a setup for uh for what's going to happen in the rest of the episode. It's yes. very different from, from a normal Star Wars story. It, feels, it felt very different. Uh, yeah. That's for sure. That's, that's yeah. how I felt about it at least. Well, I have a, a
0: specific um, movie that I'm thinking of, and I'll, we'll get into that in a, sure. in a few minutes when we All get right. down to it. Um, we'll continue here. The storm has cleared, and a Republic gunship deposits Commander Cody, his <clears throat> squad, and the Jedi Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi at the Progate Temple. Cody finds Buzz's dead body, and Kenobi uncovers no trace of Luminara save for her lightsaber. Anakin doesn't believe Poggle could have defeated a Jedi.
1: Upon seeing a grotesque statue of a bizarre Geonosian, Obi-Wan speculates that perhaps it was the long-rumored Geonosian Queen, of whom no evidence had ever been discovered.
0: The clones and the Jedi enter the caverns, their lightsabers and helmets. Uh, helmet lamps illuminating the way. Cody's wrist-mounted tracker points to the tunnel that penetrates deepest into the planet's crust.
1: Uh, meanwhile, oddly affected Geonosian guards drag the inert form of Luminara into the heart of the catacombs. The glassy-eyed drones stagger as they follow Poggle the Lesser. Luminara awakens and kicks her way free, though her hands are bound by energy shackles. She lays a heavy blow that breaks into a Ge- Geonosian's thorax, but the creature doesn't fall. Luminara wrestles her-, her communicator free and hurriedly contacts Obi-Wan. She warns Kenobi to abandon his search and leave while he can. So this is this is where the episode really starts to take a turn. Because, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, when she uh, when she wakes up and we see those Geonosians for the first time, they're very pale. Like instead of being that brown color, they're almost a gray, and uh, and they have these glossed over, glowing eyes. It's kind of like a cat's eyes, but right. but with no with no pupil. Just like just this cataract glowing eye, uh, and you know that there's something up with them. Uh, you're you're kind of like, huh? What's going on? And if we didn't know that it was kind of zombies going into it, yeah. Um, Do you think they're zombies though? Uh, well, they're kind of like
0: zombies. They're more far, like cause they're, they're more like well, we'll get into that. But I think they're controlled. Well, I'll save it for a little bit, a little bit All later. Right. Go, um, ahead, go ahead.
1: Well, because she she busts into this thing's thorax into the into the back end of this Geonosian and and, uh, and it crushes and sort of crumbles and and. Uh, but this right. thing doesn't even—I don't know—it doesn't even really make any noise about it. It doesn't even like cry out in pain or anything. Oh, right. right. It just kind of keeps coming, and uh, and we see much more of that later on. That they these are just sort of they're mindless drones, uh, even more so than the regular Geonosians who kind of have no personality in their gist. Yeah.
0: Now, did you ever hear any of anything about? this queen um, before this uh, episode?
1: No. And I actually okay. kind of wondered about that. Maybe we should have yeah. done a little bit of research, but I, uh, but I've never heard anything about the G queen before. I never really thought about it, but I mean, it makes a lot of sense if they're bugs, that's kind of the way that it would go. Right. right. Um, but then the mention of the queen, I think, I think it, it sort of points towards that inspiration that I think that you also got from another franchise of movies you know um, what i'm going for right yeah 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 I Aliens. most people do yeah because it's yeah. very once you see the queen uh in, in a couple of minutes
0: oh um, yeah definitely
1: you're sort of like huh so they definitely were taking inspiration from it but it's oh
0: it, big time
1: um people might might criticize that and say that they're kind of you know that they're that they're biting from uh from the alien series but i think it's almost more of an homage it's because, an homage
0: yeah because it goes,
1: movie. it goes beyond just you know the idea of a queen alien, and uh, and the look of her. Because she's got this sort of big, uh, it's like a big hat, exactly. like a big. Well, she's got the. Oh, you're talking leg, about the
0: hat, okay. But yeah. then she's
1: got like this big plate, like this big armored plate crest, I guess is the word, coming off of her head. That's very similar to the alien queen from Aliens, uh, right. which is the second Alien um and then on top of that is we get like but like you could take that and just sort of say oh well they just they're just stealing the idea but it's it gets into much more than that because later on when kenobi and the clone troopers sort of start to get down there it gets very aliens oh yeah uh, as there's a specific
0: clip that i'm thinking of yeah they sort of get
1: picked off one by one and And uh these creatures are just kind of like coming out of the catacombs and grabbing them and pulling them up in, and yeah. into tunnels and that sort of thing that felt very much like the movie Aliens. So oh,
0: definitely, yeah.
1: Um yeah, it was definitely it was definitely inspired by, but even more than that, it was it was really more of an homage than anything. Like you, you see think. that they were paying respect to a really great series of um, I think that if, like, we'll see when, when the production number gets released, uh, which they put on the DVD set, um, whether or not this was supposed to be maybe a couple weeks earlier, because um, this would have been perfect for Halloween, but...
0: That's what I was thinking. This was a perfect Creep Out Halloween episode, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Perfect one. Um, then we see uh, Luminara at the, the very end there, um, she's wrestling with her communicator, and looks like yeah. she's uh, using some kung fu, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah doing yeah. some kicks and, and, you know, spinning kicks and all that. So he, other than Darth Maul, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a, a Jedi just revert to some hand-to-hand. Uh,
1: yeah, just... hand-to-hand combat like that. So that was kind of cool. I well, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan does get that one kick on, uh, on Django, on Camino. On right.
0: And then him and Anakin kind of do a couple kicks. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: But yeah, we'll get into some more of the alien references um, in a few moments. Um, Her signal drops as she is overrun by the Geonosians. Kenobi doesn't uh, heed her words and instead presses on, realizing that she must be close by. Rounding a bend, the clones run into a horde of Geonosian warriors. The squealing insects swarm them, forcing the troops to open fire and the Jedi to attack with their lightsabers. The blaster fire cuts into the Genosians, but they do—they do not fall. Despite uh, taking what uh, appears to be lethal wounds, in the blink of an eye, a clone trooper spots a strange, bright green worm flicker through a Geonosian's nasal cavity. During the fight, now this is where an instance where I got the, another alien reference, and we're probably thinking the same thing here. They turn on—they have the lightsabers as they're going through the, the uh, catacombs, and then the clones have their lights on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom! They hit to a bunch of the uh, Genosians on the ceiling, kind of crawling at
1: them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Immediately, right? That there, was like... that was really oh, the man. moment that I kind of started to put it together that yes. it was, that it yes. was an aliens inspired episode, and that right. really what they were doing they were just using this idea of these worms and these and the queen to sort of just flesh out their concept for this this aliens inspired episode like it's just really a contrivance in order for them to be able to tell this sort of story but as yeah. it gets into it it sort of starts to change and it, it becomes its yeah own. so
0: yeah yeah good with... um go ahead mike
1: yeah. <clears throat> outnumbered kenobi orders a retreat the clones blast the tunnel supports collapsing the caverns on top of the Rentless geonosians anakin is bewildered by the aliens tenacity uh, Kenobi has heard rumors of a Genosian hive mind so powerful that it can even animate the dead. This deep in the caverns, the Jedi cannot get a common link signal, so Kenobi orders two clones to backtrack to the surface and contact ki mundi for reinforcements. They do not get very far before being killed by Genosian zombies. See, even here, because like this is taken from the, the official description from right. StarWars.com, and they refer to them as zombies, so... Yeah. It's definitely supposed to be a zombie sort of feel. Um, but these guys like Obi-Wan makes the first mistake in a, in a horror movie. He breaks up the group. You never, <laughs> yeah, you never break up the party, uh, never break up the party. And how about the two that together. have to go? Yeah, yeah. Like what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. They just kind of, you know, you might as well give them red shirts.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek reference. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know.
1: You knew right when those two were sent, it's like, oh, yeah. this is not going to be good. The second that happened, I was like, those guys are dead.
0: They yeah. are dead.
1: They're clone <laughs> troopers, and two of them by themselves, they're dead.
0: Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Um, in the central hive, Luminara awakens to find herself pinned in a Geonosian energy trap. She sees the undulating egg sac of the enormous, hideous Geonosian queen, Anakin, Obi-Wan, Cody, and the clones, find the royal chamber where Poggle the Lesser kneels in supplication to Karina the Great. The intruders stay hidden, spying on the proceedings. Anakin is set to attack, but Kenobi wants answers. He wants to know what the Geonosians are up to.
1: I've got a bad feeling about this. It must be
0: the Queen. Any sign of Luminara? I see her.
1: She's suspended near the throne. Perfect. What about Poggle? He's speaking with the Queen. Good. You take the soldiers. I'll take the Queen. Must you always rush into things? Oh, no. You don't actually want to talk to her, do you? Matter of fact, I do. Anakin, don't you wonder why they took Luminara captive? Why not just kill her? She's leverage. She's a hostage. Leverage for what? No, there's something else going on here, and these zombies are connected to it. Fine. We'll try it your way. So.
0: Um, are you, you think they're overdoing the I've got a bad feeling about this? No, I don't
1: think uh, so. Cool I think that? it's got to be in there. You yeah. Know, like, if it wasn't in there as much as it is, we'd probably be complaining.
0: <laughs> yeah. Why don't they do that?
1: But, uh, uh, yeah, here we go with the, uh,
0: we see the egg sac, land the eggs. Yeah. You know, another makes you think of aliens right there. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming the worms are inside those eggs.
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's, that's what, what they're getting at, but yeah. I don't know. Cause the eggs are kind of big. So maybe they're, maybe they're geonosian larvae or something, but yeah. I don't know.
0: I wasn't quite sure if there was a bunch of little worms in there or. Yeah. It was, but, um, yeah, you know, here's uh, Anakin and Obi Wan. Of course, Obi Wan wants to find out what's going on. You know, why does why does he have why does the queen have Luminara? Why not just yeah. kill her? Yeah. Anakin wants wants to handle business. So, um, but Anakin kind of defers to Obi Wan and says, "Okay, well, we'll give, I'll give you you know a couple minutes, and then then it's time for me to take over." You know, kind of. Like, yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I I kind of like this because it's. It's a different approach, and it shows how different Anakin and Obi-Wan are. And I don't think we get to see a lot of that in the movies. We see kind of just that Anakin doesn't listen, but not that, like, maybe there's a reason why he doesn't listen, and it's because they have different personalities. Um, Because Obi-Wan is known as the negotiator.
0: Exactly. And, uh,
1: And this is why situations like this, where anyone else would have just gone in with their lightsaber ignited, you know, cutting the place to pieces. But Obi-Wan says, no, I want to figure out what's going on and then we can kill them, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but <laughs> yeah, right in there in that clip, he even says the word zombies. So, yeah. So there you go. They are. They're, yeah. they are definitely zombies. There it is. Um, but yeah, I think the thing that I like about this is, is that, uh, this is where Star Wars has the potential to start kind of getting into, and I, you guys, a lot of you are going to shudder to hear me say this, but it starts to get into Star Trek territory.
0: Uh, <gasps> oh my gosh! You just oh.
1: where it's not so much about just blowing something up or killing it, but sometimes diplomacy is the best way to do it, yeah. and uh, and it's something that we also see in Star Wars. I mean, the the Han's ready to kill the Ewoks. But Luke senses that they can be used, you know that 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 they might be allies um, as opposed to enemies, and, and tells them not to attack. So it's not something that we've never seen before. It's just something that's that we're not really used to. That that most of the time we kind of know what what we're going into with a the situation. There's not a lot of times yeah. that they surprise us like that. But um, definitely. But yeah, it's it's definitely a good moment for Obi Wan to sort of say, no, no. Let's, uh, let's see what's going on. Yeah. And he has a great, one of the greatest, well, Anakin has the line, but it's because of Obi-Wan at the end of the episode, and I'll, I'll talk Save about it. that. Movie, okay. Yeah, cause it's, it's probably in your club.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go
1: ahead. Uh, Kenobi and Skywalker emerge from the shadows while Cody and the clone troopers remain hidden. Obi-Wan begins a dialogue with the queen while Anakin is ready for action kenobi orders the release of luminara who is surprised to see the jedi the shrieking queen karina refuses to recognize the jedi's authority she wishes not to destroy the jedi however she desires to control them kenobi watches captivated as one of the geonosian zombies carries a small egg in his hand from it emerges a wriggling worm the instrument of the queen's mind control
0: okay here's going to be my issue with this episode um it's going to be with the Queen. And, okay, I'm having an issue with the voice. The yeah, first time I, I, heard, that, I first right time were you, Okay, the first time I've ever had an issue with, with the voice, I would have loved to seen this subtitled with yeah. the same clicks that Poggle um, yeah. does. And I don't know if it's because they don't want to do subtitles on an apparent quote-unquote kid show.
1: Yeah. But that...
0: Ah, I just wasn't feeling it, but
1: they've avoided it because where Poggle was subtitled in the movies oh. He hasn't been subtitled in the series and True. Anyone who would normally be speaking in an alien tongue has been speaking in English uh, uh, What's his face the the hut what's what's the same Oh uh, zero? Yeah zero is a really good example of that previously to that any hut that we've ever encountered in the Star Wars universe has spoken in Huttese first.
0: Yeah, yeah. Zero is another good point too. I don't, yeah,
1: and Zero has never spoken in Huttese. He's only ever spoken in Basic, right. so which is English for those of you who aren't up on your Star Wars language. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it, I was a little bit, I was a little bit annoyed by it as well that yeah. she didn't just start clicking and popping. Because first of all, like I love that. I think that's so cool. But oh, that yeah. that's how the Camino or the the Genosians speak. Right, is that they they speak like with these clicks and pops and and whirs and stuff like that, because um, it just goes to show like there's lots of different aliens and there's and it's a it's a big universe out there. Not everybody speaks the same language or is even capable of speaking the same language. So, right. I don't know. Yeah, that was uh, the thing that pulled me out of it a little bit. A little yeah.
0: disappointed in that, but yeah. like I said, I don't know. Maybe it is because I think it's a kid's show and, you know, they don't have time to read a subtitle. So, um, you know, that's just the nature of the show, I guess. And, uh, and we, we, you know, we also find out that um, why she has this, um, why she has these zombies. Basically, she has yeah. Luminara, who she's going to mind control. And can you imagine if she had Luminara, Anakin and Obi-Wan under a mind control? What kind of weapon that could be? Yeah. Um, so there it is. of What's going on with this episode, and why she didn't kill Luminara? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and then she gets uh, Poggle to bring Anakin and uh, Obi Wan down. So yeah, that's that could be a huge weapon to have mind control over these Jedi. So
1: yeah, yes, yeah, pretty good,
0: pretty good little um, story right there. <laughs> I kind of like that. Um, I'll go ahead and continue here. Kenobi takes no action until the worm is released to crawl upon Luminara's skin. He wants to capture the creature alive to study. Only once it slithers on Luminara does Kenobi and Skywalker strike. Obi-Wan orders Cody to attack. The clones snap on their helmet lamps, temporarily blinding the dark-dwelling Geonosians. Anakin cuts through Luminara's bonds and slaps shackles on Poggle. In the scuffle to escape, Anakin knocks the worm from Obi-Wan's grip and crushes it under his boot.
1: So, yeah, right in this moment, this is where the uh, that line is. Um, Obi-Wan gets gets upset with it. Oh, him. Yeah. It's like, yeah. He's like, because <clears throat> uh, it's not like an accident. Anakin, like Obi-Wan drops it. <clears throat> and as he drops it, Anakin runs over and purposefully steps on the thing and crushes it. Yeah. Um. And Obi Wan gets all angry, and he's like, "I was gonna study that." And and Anakin, Anakin's reply is, "You can study the bottom of my boot," and yeah. then just keeps <laughs> going. Yeah. And I just, oh man, it's got to be one of my favorite lines from the entire series. Yeah, he said not, that. Really like, good. My favorite line, because it was just so funny. It was just the relationship between these two guys, like. Anakin just is so sick of putting up with this crap. It, it shows that their relationship goes both ways. That it's not just Obi-Wan who's constantly putting up with Anakin and his antics. But every once in a while, Obi-Wan gets a little bit out of control. And, you know, wants to study the Slytherin Green Worm. And Anakin's like, you know what? If we just kill it, it won't be a problem. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know.
0: It was it was a I good like, line. And yeah. and it, it just flowed, <clears throat> you know. Like you said, uh, yeah. Matt Lanter the line he said was it just came out perfect yeah. and
1: it made lot yeah laugh. it I was, was like, yeah. it was a really good performance moment for the both of them just, oh yeah definitely yeah
0: um uh, you want me to finish sure okay the clones blast the chamber supports bringing tons of rubble crashing atop the queen and her zombies the jedi clones and the bound poggle run from the chaos clamoring up an air shaft a great geyser of dust pushes them to the surface where they emerge shaken, filthy, uh, but intact.
1: All things considered, it went better than I expected. I wish we could have gotten one of those worms. Knowing how the queen controls her minions could have proven valuable. Well, hopefully the secret is buried with her.
0: So I don't know uh, what happened to the queen. I mean, you know, the, the temple basically crumbled. Um, mm. You know, I'm, we're, I guess we're going to assume that she was crushed and all that. Um, unless you know anything or felt anything was different with, with that.
1: I, I, well, I didn't really get a sense of anything about the queen herself. But I did just I'm trying to remember exactly. Uh, but there was kind of a camera move that maybe went towards one of the clones or maybe Luminara or, or something like that, yeah. that made me think we haven't seen the last of this. Maybe not. Like, yeah. like, I, uh, it's almost a lock that one of those worms got out of there, like sort of snuck out with one. Yeah. Of them. Um, and that's the feeling that I got. So, so I don't know. We'll see. Cause, uh, cause the next episode is called brain invaders and, I, I haven't seen the preview for it, but we're going to hear it uh, in, in a couple minutes. Yeah. So, so uh, that's sort of the feeling that I get. I don't know, Can you? because you've listened to that. Well, you've probably seen that. Yeah, I have. I've seen the video. Uh, so can, does, that, does that sound about right? Do, am I on the right track? Or
0: Yeah, the only thing I can't figure out is, I mean, you'll hear it in the clip, but there is going to be worms that uh, are going to make it onto a, uh, a spaceship, that the clones and uh, and uh, Ahsoka are on, but how they get okay. there, I'm not sure yet. It doesn't doesn't say or show anything of that, so yeah. that's kind of like the mystery of of um, the next episode is how these worms get on to this to the ship. So
1: um, I'm sure we'll see. Uh, you know, in the beginning of the episode. Yeah. How oh yeah. I, I hope so. Yeah. Way. I like. I would think that they probably hitched a ride with some of the clone troopers or something. Yeah, Most um, likely. And that one's going to wish that he hadn't said what he said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anakin's comment actually is probably the more dangerous one of, I'm just thankful that they're all down there. You know, like that, that we dealt with them. It's like, Oh, you shouldn't have said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cause, uh-huh. cause now that it's going to come back to bite you.
0: You know what I can't figure out is when they all blew up through the, uh, kind of blew out onto the surface
1: yeah, why didn't just Poggle just fly away can't figure that out does, yeah, kind of, does he I, need his arms to fly yeah. I
0: don't
1: know I don't get it I, I think it was just one of those situations of be like you've been captured by the Jedi give it give up, it up. Like, and by himself I would think especially considering he's with the separatists that he's a bit of a he's a bit of a coward because yeah. uh, they tend to be yeah. uh, so I would just think that it's just a matter of him yeah Thing like oh if i try to escape they'll just slice me in half <laughs> it's, not, it's yeah. not worth the hassle he knows when he's been beaten,
0: yeah so. well overall um you know it's not bad you know i was kind of iffy on the whole zombie thing and how that was going to turn out but you know with the alien references and all that it it was pretty good um you know yeah not not yeah, the best I, episode of course of the season but um you know yeah. i read a long line with with everything else so
1: yeah, it's, it's definitely a solid episode. I mean, there's not a lot about it that I would really change other than... Yeah. I would make the zombie fact, like the zombie thing, a little bit more apparent with the Genosians. but that was obviously like a, a resource sort of issue. They can't yeah. animate, like, because they're not going to spend a month creating six different Genosians that are like half rotten. So all they did was sort of change the color and give them in
0: that. Yeah, hmm.
1: that made sense for us. Yeah, but, um, that and the voice of the Queen. I just
0: yeah, those yeah, that was a big one for me. Not a big deal, but I mean, I don't know. Too bad they couldn't do the old subtitle thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I really wish that they would just get back into the subtitles because I really like yeah subtitled alien speech. Oh yeah, because you know? that's one thing that I think Star Trek does really poorly. Everybody seems to speak English. Right. And uh, there's, there's only really a couple episodes of, of uh, The Next Generation where it's an issue. And, uh, and I've always been like, you know what? You guys are supposed to be high-concept sci-fi, and you've only done, like, two episodes on the fact that there's a language barrier between humans and alien species. It's a little bit weak in my
0: opinion. Yeah, so
1: yeah. I always thought Star Wars had that over...
0: Star, Star Trek, Trek yeah. but
1: I guess I guess in the TV format that we can't uh, no. we can't experience
0: anything. nope but, no. so I guess it's time to dig into the old mailbag huh?
1: yeah let's, uh, let's jump into the mail.
0: alright I'll get the first one here this is uh, uh, coming from Kyle Danielson again it says uh, hello Matt Weapons Factory was a shocking episode I thought for sure that Ahsoka and Barris had died I was so shocked thankfully, thankfully they lived to fight another, another day well, have fun, and I anticipate the next episode. It looks like we will see Obi-Wan Kenobi in action again. Commander Danielson out. And, yeah, we do get to see Obi-Wan back in action. Um, yeah. And as far as the last episode, the, he talks about Ahsoka and uh, Barris together. That was a we, we had talked about that last episode. Yeah. That was a great scene. Um, yeah. The whole aspect of it, the music. uh the acting how they portrayed the two characters as hey we're gonna we're gonna go down with a ship basically and um, yeah you know if this is how we go this is how we go we're gonna we're gonna complete our mission and uh really nice scene so um, we have to agree with you there on that Kyle thanks for that yeah for definitely, the mail.
1: definitely it was uh, it was probably one of one of the best executed scenes in the in the series so far yeah. I talked about that about how great the the tower coming down on top of them and everything—how how great that was and just how how much emotion it had and just it was really well done. Yeah. So so we we are definitely in agreement. Def- it was a great. Yep. Yeah. Um.
0: You want to take the next one?
1: Yeah, this is from J.C. Cox and he says, uh, "I saw the show last week in N.H. I don't know where N.H. is. Do we know where New Do Hampshire you know it is? New Hampshire. Yeah. Okay, it's New Hampshire." uh let us know let us know Jason, <laughs> what that stands for uh and it was great kind of bummed that we didn't have Fett uh there but we did have vader and chewie uh oh he's talking about the he's talking about the in concert yeah yeah in concert yeah. okay uh i think it's odd some shows have different props and costumes because it isn't the same tour group going around the, isn't it the same tour group going around the country? anyone who gets to see the show is truly lucky uh, lth pbs i don't know pbs making Up special got oh the t pbs yeah. making Up special really got me excited for the show so this brings up two points first of all that the uh... the star wars in concert is awesome the second point however is that some of you guys need to uh... read your emails before you send them um, <laughs> It would be really handy if you guys just sort of proofread stuff before you emailed it out to us so that we'll... we <laughs> I'm not reading LTHPBS. <laughs> yeah. I know what PBS is. Uh, well, it would help if it was capitalized. Because yeah, yeah. Um, then I'd know that it was the title of something and to, and to read it as initials. In any case, um, yeah, I really wish that I could see this show, but it's not even coming to Seattle so when i had mentioned that before i said oh you know even if, like uh, if it goes to seattle maybe i'll see yeah. it it's as as of right now it's not even coming to seattle it's not coming to vancouver um it is playing in uh in ottawa and toronto but although that's in the same country as me it's uh clear across the continent so i'm not going to be spending 800 just to go see this yeah no um wait for it to come to me yeah but uh but i would really like to go see it so
0: yeah you know i i have to um agree that it's kind of weird that some shows have certain items and and other shows have other items because i went to the one in sacramento california here and uh, yeah. they didn't have a vader they didn't have chewy um but they did have the boba fett um so it's, i don't know i guess just kind of a crapshoot of of what you get to see um as far as the show goes so uh, but it is a good show if if it's anywhere close to you you got to check it out and if you're new to the show our show here uh, head on head on over to the clone wars podcast.com website and there's a small review i did over there and on our facebook page there's a few photos so um check that out yeah
1: yeah yeah definitely uh, yeah, so that brings us to the forum post. We've got two forum posts this week. Okay. Uh, the first one is from GrievousFan91, who is one of our regular posters over there on the Geek Out Loud forums. And, uh, and his is a very deep oh, yeah. question that we're going to just scratch the surface. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's what I thought.
1: Yeah. Uh, and he's, he asked, what do you think makes Star Wars so enduring? So uh, I'm going to let you go first.
0: Well, like you said, I mean, this is... You could do almost a whole podcast on this if you wanted to. Um, but just to sum it up, basically, um, for me, it's just something that, you know, you grow up with. And, and I think as a child, there's just something, there's just one thing maybe that you connect with. And, and this was what connected with me. And, and granted, back in the 70s and the 80s, there wasn't a lot like there is today. I mean, there's so many things that take away from, from uh, or take your attention um, there's just so much out there. I mean, I look at my kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, my oldest is 12, and, and he's got so many things that can divert his attention. There's not really a, a movie franchise that, that he follows like I did when I was a kid. I mean, he's got the Xboxes and movies, and, and you know, I mean, there's just tons of things. So, yeah. for me, um, it was back as a child, collecting all the figures, um, the movies and just basically growing up with it um it's just something that i've always loved Mm -hmm. and you know some people it's star trek some people it's lord of the rings or whatever um everybody's got their own little the little thing i think that they like and and so for me it was that and like i said i mean you can go on and on about different things but kind of in a nutshell that's what it was for me and and here i am you know Years and years and years later, um, still talking about it and collecting it and watching it and excited about it. And, you know, I can't wait to go to to uh, Celebration 5 if we ever get an announcement, uh, Lucasfilm. (laughs) But uh, so um, that's basically in a nutshell what I'm thinking. What what about you, Mike?
1: Uh, Well, for me, it's a little bit different because I don't know, maybe it's just. Uh, having gone through film school and studied movies and studied storytelling and that sort of thing, and uh, and and I get a little bit—I don't know—it's a little bit more technical. Yeah. Uh, and for me, it, a lot of it is is like the archetypal characters, which goes into kind of what you said—that that you kind of you pick something out of, you know, you were sort of saying in the general sense of you pick a movie or whatever to sort of latch onto. And then that's your
0: thing. And, you know,
1: star Wars guy and some people are star Trek or Lord of the Rings or whatever. And I think that you can get even more specific than that right down to the characters. Um, and everybody goes into star Wars with their own, uh, their own life experiences and their own personality and that sort of thing. And, uh, especially now since we've got the prequels and, and clone wars, as well as all the expanded universe stuff, there is something for everyone, literally.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Um, so, uh, you know, if you're, if you're... When I was a young kid, first getting into Star Wars, it was Luke Skywalker, you know? I wanted to be a Jedi. I wanted to have a lightsaber. I wanted to be the hero that fights the bad guy and flies an X-Wing and blows up the Death Star and that sort of thing. Um, but as I got older, it definitely started moving towards Han Solo and uh, and then as I got even older and matured more now Obi-Wan's my favorite character you know I right. mean Han Solo's right there as well they're sort of neck and neck but, uh, but you start to appreciate the different things about the series so um, it kind of grows up with you you know when you're a kid you can appreciate it just for the really basic stuff like the laser bla- battles and you know yeah. star fighters and crazy aliens and stuff like that. And then as as you get older, you start to appreciate the the characters a little bit more. And then at a certain point, you start thinking about the philosophy behind Star Wars, and and you start seeing that it's actually a really deep uh, philosophical sort of story. And all of that goes into um, sort of the technical side of storytelling and the archetype that the story follows as a whole. Which is uh, The Hero's Journey, which for those of you who want to know more about that, uh, you can pick up The Hero's Journey by Joseph Campbell, which is the book that actually inspired... And, uh, ...and start getting into other stories that are very similar in the stories that inspired Star Wars that make it so enduring you start getting into the idea that it was inspired by the kurosawa films and it was inspired by the wild west movies and it was inspired by the errol flynn robin hood and stuff like that and and you just yeah, yeah and you get into all of these different inspirations um and even farther back than that before movies or before books and you get into the greek mythology and how that plays in to the hero's journey, which plays into star Wars and, and that these characters are based off of historical archetypes that have been around for thousands and thousands of years. Right. I mean, some of these story elements are analogous to stories out of the Bible, which are exactly 5,000 years old, you know, or, uh, stories from, from, uh, ancient China or Japan or, or, uh, Beowulf, which is, which is, uh, An old Danish uh, hero, like epic poem, sort of thing, you know. So, so you start getting into that stuff, and I think that's what makes Star Wars such a lasting force. That it's got those elements to it that will make it literally last forever in one form or another. So,
0: so there it is. There's a just a quick thing, but like I said, you know, this is it's a broad topic, and you can
1: yeah, we could talk about it.
0: Yeah. um it looks like we got another forum post from uh, jc from nh which i'm assuming again is new hampshire um he states at one point they were going to do Infinity's comics for the prequels what do you guys think uh would be great what ifs for these stories do you um i'm not sure what he's talking about in the infinity comics do you know what he's talking about here
1: Yes, I do. Now, the reason why we're talking about this on the show is because I went on the forums earlier today just to sort of take a look. Okay. And rather than rather than responding in a lengthy written response, I figured I would just put it on the show okay. and uh, and talk about it. The Infinities comics were a series that were done uh, sort of in the early 2000s. Um, and it started with A New Hope. Uh, and at the end of A New Hope, instead of Luke destroying the Death Star, he does use his targeting computer, he doesn't trust in the Force, and he misses.
0: misses. Okay, yeah.
1: Uh, And so the Death Star doesn't get blown up, uh, but um, before it can blow up the planet, Leia and some of the other Republic officials manage to get on an escape ship. You know, because like like, uh, Luke doesn't do it and then he radios back and he's like, You better get out of there. So some of the ships make it out. Um and Luke and Han make the jump to light speed and and go uh, I think to Narshada or something like that. And uh meanwhile Leia tries to escape. She gets on a ship and escapes the planet before it gets blown up but gets intercepted by one of the Star Destroyers or the Death Star itself or something like that. And so she is held prisoner once again by Vader and Tarkin, but this time Vader decides um, that they're going to treat it a little bit differently because uh, they've destroyed the rebels. So there's no point in killing her now. Like they, they're not going to make an example out of her because the rebels are gone. Yeah. So he keeps her around and then he sort of senses that she's strong in the force, you know, that she has that ability. And sort of, I think starts to put it together. It's been a while since I've read them. So I, he kind of puts it together and starts training her. Um, well, no, he brings her before the emperor. That's what he does. And, and the emperor senses it and puts it together that, that she's one of Skywalker's children and they train her <clears throat> and she becomes sort of a, like a, a Asajj Ventress, Count Dooku sort of character. Okay. Um, where she's not really a Sith yet, but she's in training to be one. Okay. Um, meanwhile, and or er, meanwhile, Obi Wan goes or er, uh, Luke goes to Dagobah because uh, Obi Wan comes to him and tells him you got to go to Dagobah and learn to be a Jedi, and, uh, and he goes and Yoda trains him, and then uh, and then Yoda and Luke, like Luke completes his training. And Yoda and Luke go to Coruscant and confront Vader. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and and the Emperor. So that one little thing sort of changes the whole. Oh yeah. Dynamic. The way it all plays out. I, when you get to Empire, um, Han takes a little bit longer to get to Luke in the on Hoth than he than he does in the original story, mm. and Luke ends up dying uh, before the shelter can be built. Um, so with Luke dead, Obi Wan comes to give Luke the vision, or no, Obi Wan gives Luke the vision. But then Luke says to Han, "You need to go to Dagobah. You need like uh, like train to become a Jedi or something like that." And Han's kind of like, "Really? You want me to train to become a Jedi?" <laughs> <laughs> kind of just misunderstands yeah. him because Luke is dying, right? right? So he's kind of hears his ramblings like he does in the movie, and and uh, and goes to Dagobah and goes up to Yoda. Uh, and is like okay I'm here train me to be a Jedi and Yoda looks at him and goes no not you (laughs) not you and he points at Leia and he goes her Uh and so Leia ends up training to become a Jedi in that one and then you know they fight they end up fighting Vader and all that sort of thing Um, then in Return of the Jedi let me see what happens in Return of the Jedi Uh, they don't rescue Han I think. Okay. I think that's what happens is they don't rescue Han in time, and uh, and everything just kind of goes way off from there because without Han, they don't have anyone to lead the uh, the the scout team on Endor. On Endor, so somebody else does, and it doesn't go the way it's supposed to, and and all this stuff ends up happening, and and the end of that story. I mean, this is all kind of spoilers for everybody. I guess I should have said at the beginning, but. I'm leaving out a lot of details. There's a lot more good stuff in them to yeah. read. But uh, they're, they're 10-year-old stories, so it's your own fault if you haven't read them yet. <laughs> um, but Vader ends up actually turning to, to the light side before, like, Luke makes a better argument, I guess. And, uh, and Vader turns to, back to the light side, and they defeat the Emperor together. And Vader doesn't die. And one of the last panels is this great panel, and most people have probably seen it, even if they haven't read the um, the comic, and I don't know why they haven't released this as an action figure yet, but um, in one of like the comic two packs, because it would be awesome. Uh, Vader comes out like after after the battle's over and they're back with the rebel fleet. He walks out of uh, like walks through this door, and instead of being all clad in black armor, it's the same sort of armor, but it's all in white. Oh really? And he's uh, okay. Uh, yeah, and he's not dead, so he's you know he's turned back and he's a good guy. Okay. And, and he's Skywalker again.
0: So. You know, I saw a picture yeah, of a white Vader and at Comic Con, so maybe that's where he.
1: That white yeah, Vader. that's where. It's okay, from. I got you. That's okay. That makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, even if you haven't read the story, you've probably seen that image of Vader. Yeah. Okay. Because it's it's kind of all over the mm. place. Um, okay. So. All of that to explain the concept of what an infinity story is. Um, and now it's our turn to, uh, to sort of make up what we would do if it were the prequels. So, so uh, you want me to go first, or do you want to well, go Well, I first? thought,
0: I'll go first. I thought for a second he was talking about a, a uh, graphic novel, not a graphic novel, maybe a trade that I purchased a while back, and it's called Visionaries and uh, uh similar kind ideas, of a similar right? idea right okay yeah that's kind of what i thought um where maul comes back to uh yeah. face obi-wan on uh, tatooine but you know yeah. what if it's just what ifs you know i I'd, I'd like to see more uh, darth maul uh i got yeah. what if you know what if they and, hadn't defeated darth yeah exactly end. i think he was one character that um i don't know if if lucas didn't think he was going to be as big as he was but um, obviously, everybody thought that he should have lasted a little longer into the, yeah. the prequel. So, definitely Darth Maul is a big what if for me. Um, and then, uh, like I said, maybe some Darth Vader and maybe even Qui Gon because I thought he did such a—he was such a great character in Episode One. Yeah. That him also we didn't get to see much
1: of. So those would be three. I levels. think I think that's the big one for Episode One yeah. for me is is if Qui Gon lived. Right. And then went on to train Anakin. And Obi-Wan sort of went off on his own, got a different Padawan. And, yeah. And had his own adventures separate from them. And Anakin and Obi-Wan never really had their relationship. Yeah. And uh, and what would have happened later on. Because even with Qui-Gon around, the uh, Chancellor Palpatine still would have tried to mold him, right? I mean, it was... Yeah kind of predetermined before anybody even ever found him that we kind of find out in episode three that, uh, that maybe Plagueis created Anakin in the first place for this purpose of defeating the Jedi. So I don't think that that Sidious would stop um, with that and, and that his plans would go forward for stuff like the clone wars. So the clone wars would still happen, but Qui-Gon would be around and, in that, in that, what is it? It's, uh, it's like a 10-year interim, right? Or about seven or eight years. Right. Uh, that Obi-Wan trains Anakin. What if Qui-Gon was training Anakin? And we get to episode two, and Qui-Gon, with that little bit more wisdom and a little bit more preparation of what it takes to train a, a Padawan, starts to see Anakin and the path that he's going down with Padme and the attachment th- and that sort of thing, and says... No, you know you can't do this. Yeah. And and where does the story go from there, with a, a teacher that was a little bit more prepared and maybe didn't make some of the mistakes? Oh, that we it. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: think we're at the same um, age there.
1: Yeah, I think that would be a really interesting story. Je- and then on top of that, Qui Gon is just a really interesting oh, character. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: That I would love to see more of. And I, it's a shame that he died in, the, in Episode One. So, yeah. uh, and somewhere in there, I'm sure that you could they that, that you could put it that that darth maul maybe that's why qui-gon doesn't die is that darth maul escapes you know instead of sticking around he decides screw this yeah yeah, i'm taking off uh maybe obi-wan doesn't get stuck behind that laser gate and as darth maul stands on the other side of the laser gate from qui-gon and obi-wan standing there preparing to kill him he's like you know what I don't really want to fight you guys. It <laughs> just jumps down I'm the out of hole here, yeah. And takes yeah. off, yeah. Um, and lives to fight another day. So yeah. so that and then, you know, then where does Dooku come in? We don't need Dooku necessarily. So right. you know, maybe Django doesn't get picked as the clone as the clone uh, what's it called? Like the clone template. Tempo, yeah. So we end up with different clone troopers. We end up like in the whole story changes.
0: Right? Oh yeah, it can snowball from here.
1: Yeah, so, so that's, that's the idea for, for episode one. What would you do for episode two?
0: Wow, two. Oh, you know what I would do with two? Is get into more of the sifo um storyline. But that would play into um, more of Dooku. So, you know, I, I like Qui-Gon. And then Dooku is kind of an interesting character too. So maybe something yeah. with him and, and sifo and see what's going on with that. Um, about creating the clone army and and just why and here's another thing, what's going on with Dooku and the lost twenty? You know why did he why yeah. did he leave? And maybe, um, that's actually I guess more of me asking what's going on than what ifs. But um, yeah. What what about you in episode two?
1: Okay, I've got one that's gonna blow your Uh-oh, mind. here we go. Are you ready for this?
0: Ready to. Here it is.
1: Okay. What if Anakin and Obi Wan didn't sense the bugs? Oh, okay. In Padme's room, uh-huh. and R two didn't notice them, and Padme dies right at the beginning of the movie.
0: Yeah, I totally.
1: Like, what if she died? Then we don't have any Luke or Leia. There is no original trilogy, <laughs> right? But no but how how much does that change things, right? Because then Anakin's not attached at that point. Right. He there's a little bit of something there, like he feels drawn to Padme. But at that point, I think if she died, he would be upset. But I don't. It wouldn't be a turn, no, right? Exactly. Because that's one of the things that, that it's like sort of the last nail um, is the the concept of Padme dying right. is what turns him, right? So um, <clears throat> if she's already dead, <clears throat> they don't fall in love. Uh, he always just kind of has those unre- that unrequited love instead of getting it confirmed like he does in episode two right. and so instead it's this hunt for with obi-wan and anakin to find out who did this and maybe anakin's a little bit more determined that he should be you know and gets a little bit too into this investigation and, yeah. and you know they get to kamino and they find this stuff out and they kill Django because it's two jedi against one bounty hunter and yeah. <clears throat> that sort of thing and and uh and kind of where does it go from there?
0: Yeah, right? That's good. Yeah, that, that totally uh, opens up the whole
1: thing. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, then One. maybe they could find like figure out the plot, because if it's two of them staring down Django, he might know a little bit better than to try and fight two Jedi. Yeah. And so he just kind of goes, you know what? It's this guy, Tyrannus. Uh, as far as I know, he's on Geonosis, and he's planning to build this army. And so instead of obi-wan going into it not knowing what's going on he calls up yoda and mason says so this is what's happening we've got this army i uh, do you want to use it and maybe put this to an end right now yeah. and they just bust into geonosis with a full clone army and you know stop the war before it ever happens yeah. and uh and everybody kind of lives happily ever after even though padme's dead yeah is it, that's that's I just kind of blew my own mind right <laughs> there. I mean, Woo! Maybe she is what's wrong. Yeah. It's her fault. Like this whole time we've sort of been pinning it on Obi Wan that it was his fault that he screwed up. But what if it's not his fault? What if it was Padme's fault? Yeah. What if she's the one who brought down the entire galaxy?
0: Because
1: hmm. without her, there is no Anakin, and without Anakin like anakin is the linchpin of the emperor's plans right like yeah it was a big deal that he used anakin to figure this stuff out so Hmm. things that make you go Hmm. yeah so there you go that's episode two now what about episode three
0: um episode three probably uh let's see how about how about anakin defeating obi-wan Okay. And then he, he doesn't get in the suit, and he's uh, as powerful as yeah. Palpatine probably envisioned him when he first, you
1: know. So he ends, up, he ends up defeating Palpatine more than likely.
0: Yes, exactly. Or you can go another way, too. Yoda defeats Palpatine, but we yeah. still have Anakin. You know, basically, he's going to be the Sith ruler now. So, I mean, yeah. there's a couple ways to I go think... there.
1: I think the big one that a lot of people go to is that that Anakin either Mace brings Anakin with him. Somebody posted this one on the forums that, that Mace brings Anakin with him uh, to arrest Palpatine. And because Anakin's there, Palpatine is defeated because Anakin's sort of yeah. a better a better swordsman than maybe some of the others right. that were there. Because, um, I mean, we see Sy c 10 and Agen Cole are just go out like punks dude, right they don't oh even, my gosh dude they don't even block a lightsaber that that they is just... one of
0: my things that if we ever get to yeah. the uh the commentary i'm gonna save that for that because i have a whole rant on that
1: I'll okay um yeah so maybe just mace and anakin go and just the two of them like two of the best swordsmen in the order go and just sort of beat them down and sort of, and and you know, the emperor. Well, Sidious, he's not the emperor at that point, but Sidious is just sort of like disheartened at that because he's like, "What? This doesn't make any sense. My plans, oh, it's all going to crap." Yeah. And oh, you're supposed to turn. And Anakin's like, "I would never join you," you know, like mirroring Luke's lines in Empire Strikes <laughs>
0: yeah, Back. Right, right.
1: And uh, and he goes, "What about Padme?" And he's like, "I can't think about that," you know, like it's. That's a that's a dark place, right. and and just sort of then they and they arrest him, and uh, and and what happens from there? Yeah, you know, Padme has her kids, and Anakin doesn't turn to the dark side, but he still got that attachment. Still got the attachment,
0: still got
1: yeah. The arrogance, right? Yeah. And what happens? Does he get expelled from the Jedi Order? Well, you think know? so? Like, but but Let's if he's one of the two Jedi, but if he's one of the two Jedi. That takes down Darth Sidious give him and boils this plot, yeah. do, do the Jedi just kind of go, uh. well, he's the chosen one. And, you know, maybe, maybe it changes the face of the entire Jedi order, right? Yeah. Like, instead of instead of being this this being ruled by this council, uh, maybe we find out more about the prophecy and that this this chosen one ends up being their leader and you know yoda and mace and the other council members just sort of like bow down before anakin and he does end up being a ruler anyways like he ends up being lord vader but by different means Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know and he ends up in charge of the jedi order and they're kind of just like you know that he defeated the Sith Lord by himself. This is part of the prophecy, and you know, like they discover more of the prophecy, and they're like, "Now we have to follow him," you know, <laughs> or, or, or maybe like maybe not Yoda and Mason and them, but maybe there's like a whole sect of the Jedi, like maybe, maybe Dooku didn't die or something like that. You know, he doesn't kill Dooku, he doesn't execute him because maybe he's not that, because ste- that's one of those steps towards the dark side, right? Instead, right, right. he says to Sidious, he says, "No." I'm not doing this, and he just puts him in binders and and grabs Obi Wan, and they're just like, "No, we're doing what's right," yeah. and and that's kind of what leads him down that path of not doing the wrong thing later on. Yeah. So then Duku is like, because Duku's not really bad, I don't think. That's the way that I feel about it. dooku's not evil. dooku's misguided. He's definitely misguided. Yeah. He, he's definitely out for himself. Right. And, and has fallen to the dark side, but he hasn't fallen to the dark side in an evil way like like uh, Sidious has. Sidious is evil through and through, right? right. And uh, and some of the other characters are, are totally evil. Like, Tarkin is evil. Right. He delights in the fact that they blow up Alderaan, you know? Right. But Dooku, maybe, with no Sith Lord or Sith Master, is kind of like... He kind of, you know, sees the error of his ways and goes back to the Jedi Order and reforms. But then when Anakin defeats Sidious, maybe Dooku goes to him and says, you know, you're the Chosen One. We're going to follow you. And then the the Lost 20 follow Anakin. Ah, And it sort of becomes this second Jedi Order. And then there's these two orders, but neither one of them is good and neither one of them is evil. They're just like these two Jedi orders and then what does the Star Wars universe look like after that <laughs> yeah right it's two Jedi yeah, orders uh, Yeah, different, with a different belief structure because in the one you've got the Jedi like Yoda and Mace and Obi-Wan that believe in doing you know what the forces will and then you've got Anakin who's maybe a little bit closer to the dark side maybe closer to what Jason envisioned right, Jason, Jason Solo, Solo yeah. towards the end of a new Je- the New Jedi Order where he was like, no the Jedi need to, kind of what Vergier preached to him and said you know, there is no dark side, there is no light side there's just the force, like the force doesn't differentiate, it's only the sentient beings that, that are differentiating between the light side and the dark side and, and that he, he sort of goes down that path of figuring out, you know the nature of the force in that essence i mean we see where that goes in in the uh the fate of the jedi series right, right. because that eventually leads jason down the dark, dark side. side yeah uh and he becomes a city uh a sith, <laughs> <Sin>. <laughs> yeah uh a sith lord what's his, his sith name Katis. he's like darth, darth katus yeah yeah Which doesn't like mean anything yeah no, i don't know totally. yeah um, but yeah maybe we see like something more like that and then you know, uh, Luke, because obviously it, it's sort of like how the church splits historically, right? Because the Catholic church, church splits into the Anglican church because King Henry or some one of them wanted to be able to divorce, right? So that's where, the, where all of these other churches end up coming from, is just from that one king who had a personal issue. So he decided to make his own version of the Christian church. And split from the Catholics, so it's the same sort of thing where where Anakin's in this position where he's like, well, they're gonna expel me from the Jedi Order. Maybe they do because of his relationship with Padme, and uh, and he goes, fine, I'm just gonna make my own Jedi Order with you know, Dooku yeah. and some lost the, the lost twenty, and I've got these twins that I just had, and I'm gonna train them, and and then we end up with Dark Side Luke and Leia. Yeah. Because that, that order sort of ends up being, it's not the Sith, so they're not in search of power or whatever, per se, like the Sith are. But just sort of like this this gray area group of Jedi yeah. that that Anakin is the ruler of.
0: Man, we got some great what-ifs there. Yeah. There it is.
1: Great what-ifs. Now, if any of it, this is all patent pending. <laughs> <laughs> property of want, uh cohen yeah property of michael j cohen yeah. if you want any of these stories you're gonna have to come to me yeah. first i will be happy to property write your star wars prequels infinity <laughs> stories for
0: you uh,
1: You know what particular i at first i thought i thought that that maybe the episode one would be the story that i would want to write uh-huh. But uh, but getting into that episode three thing, yeah, I know that's, that's a good... and sort of how that could change the entire Star Wars galaxy, oh, yeah. not just the stories of these characters. Yeah. yeah, I wanna I wanna write that story. That's it. We change the face of the Star Wars. <laughs> you are changing it, man. And everybody would be like, whoa, this is way cooler than the original. It blew trilogy. their minds. Yeah, and then and then we get like a reboot based on it, like uh, like they've done with Star Trek, where they're like, no, it's just it's an alternate, alternate reality line. there it is yeah so so now we've got star wars infinities the movies <laughs> all because of my there awesome there it series. is property of front lines. Uh, this is the part where you say i'm out of it for a little while and everybody's get
0: delusions of grandeur there it is <laughs>
1: <laughs> well let's rail it back in and uh we'll
0: get with the upcoming upco- upcoming episode description
1: uh, you want to try that one more shoot, time? How many man? times, man? Yeah, see, I'm already <laughs> I'm thinking about invaders. this. Uh, I'm thinking about this <laughs> brain invader. <Yeah. laughs> I'm thinking about somebody genetics. should check your yeah, get get one of your kids to check your nose for uh, <laughs> for a worm. for nostril uh, worms. Yeah. That's what we're gonna call them. I don't think they have a name, so we're oh, just well. gonna call them nostril. Yeah. Worms. Uh, okay, let's go
0: ahead and hear the uh, next episode. Cargo ship TB73. This is Clone Captain Rex.
1: what is that looks like some type of parasite if you find a worm in space do not put it in your nose what's happening star wars the clone wars the worm don't put it in your nose (laughs) oh my god oh that's the best preview ever (laughs) Oh Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If you find a worm in space, do not put it
0: in. Yeah, place. he wouldn't have to tell me that. It's good yeah. advice.
1: It's good advice. So,
0: like I said That's earlier, you know, we we're gonna see uh, Ahsoka, Barris again, uh, Captain Rex, uh, these worms, and it's just a kind of a mystery of um, what's gonna happen afterward and how the worms got there. So, um, looks like we'll find out now. Did you know that we are on another two week break?
1: Uh, I I suspected that one was coming up I did not know that it was coming up So So we've got this episode and then we have two weeks Yeah,
0: two week break Down the states here of course It's uh, Thanksgiving week So uh, this is obviously the Thanksgiving break And then I'm sure we're going to have a Christmas break So it looks like two weeks Until the next Clone Wars episode And maybe when we wrap up this whole storyline So we'll uh, we'll... So
1: it's, sorry, it's two weeks Until Brain Invaders? Yes, yes yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. See I find this news out just as soon as you guys do listening. Yeah. So um,
0: for all of you okay. out there, yes. Yeah.
1: Cool. so I guess we will we will talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh yeah. Wow,
0: that's yeah. nice. It's so we get a break, break. at Thanksgiving. Oh so.
1: yeah. Your American Thanksgiving. Yeah. My you already Thanksgiving had yours, is,
0: right? The,
1: yeah. Yeah, as well. Yeah. So
0: that's it. I guess that is going to wrap up our episode uh, this week. Um, Yeah. You want to take them out, Mike? Thanks for listening. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, don't forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Our username is Clone Wars. And you can head over to Facebook to join our group. Uh, as well as uh, as our page, our fan page. So you can become a fan of Frontline's Clone Wars podcast on Facebook. And to do that, you just put in facebook.com slash Clone Wars podcast. And, uh, and you can leave us messages there. We, uh, we, we leave little comments and stuff after we watch the episodes. So uh, you, can, you can hear a little bit more from us from week to week over there on Facebook. And... Uh, And as always, you can join the forums, at uh, the Geek Out Loud forums, at www.geekoutpodcast.com slash forums. So so that's our episode for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you, everybody. And may the Force be with you. We'll catch you guys in a couple weeks.